0: place that no one has ever heard of <laughs> 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 what should happen is people should like form facebook groups and then say look i've got x y and z does anyone have no the missing piece and then you can split the pies scott <laughs> you've thought about this working <laughs> <up>. i mean <laughs> you to, give you, to give you right to give you a little bit of an insight in my childhood right when i was younger my mum i probably say most Sundays after church, we would go to McDonald's religiously after church. And I had, like, <laughs> I a, two, said boxes, said. two boxes full of, like, of the Happy Meal toys. Literally, they were brimmed full. And my brother always used to get the adult meals because it was more of a meal. But I was kind of the one that was a bit, well, I just got the Happy Meal because you got a toy. So we ended up having, like, honestly, so many um, McDonald's toys. But we used to go, uh, you know, so often. Hence why I used to get so involved in Monopoly. It became... It's um, up to your 18th yes.
1: birthday?
0: Eh? Up until my 18th birthday, yeah. Then after that, then I started getting adult meals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, I'm old enough to drink. I need my own adult meals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I was a bit yeah. worried about coming on because I've had a few drinks. And I thought, right, I better not say anything stupid because... Goodness knows what it's what's gonna get put out. Hey, you don't need a couple of drinks to
2: say anything stupid, Scotty. We know that. Sorry. You don't need a couple of drinks
0: to say anything stupid. See do the know worst that. Part it, see, I can't remember. What, I think it was the second podcast. People started asking me about my ex and uh and uh. uh, uh the,
3: oh, what was it? The teaser.
0: The teaser, and I was like, "What
3: are people on about?" And then I, forgot, <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot. I
0: forgot that we actually had that conversation. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> not good. So I'm, I'm going to try and stay silent this time. And let other people talk. Absolutely not. <laughs> make, it a a little, talk. make it feel um, himself.
4: On that um, note, on that um, note, we'll have to um, welcome you in and Sean to the group. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Welcome. Absolutely. Hello. Glad to glad to have you guys aboard. <laughs> um, I think we should probably just start off and asking both of you guys and how you got into CrossFit.
1: Is it recording? In? Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: Ewan, do you want
5: to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, so I got into CrossFit via a guy at my work called Liam Slaven. don't know if any of you guys have met or heard of him before. He used to be one of the coaches at the gym. Um, cool. And used to train a lot with like Rob and Dan and that. Uh, and he was my boss at work. So he used to go out and do workouts in the car park and stuff like that at lunchtime. Uh, and then we just got chatting one day and he said, you should just come along. So that was nearly five years ago now. So I did my fundamentals in June, 2015. And that is how I got into CrossFit. I kind of was looking for something um at the time i was doing rowing but it wasn't really enough i wanted to do something else i've kind of always done always had a lot of sports kind of on the go at once so i was like ah, i just want to try something different so he came along with this and i was like oh well screw it let's try it see what it's like and yeah here we are
4: awesome dude that must have helped in uh, all these uh Rolling workouts that we've been having
0: I was before. going to say, never know why you so good at rowing yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> hours and hours and hours so,
4: you know, it it's always something I wanted to try myself, because since I literally lived beside the rowing clubs always said one day I'm going to give that a go before I ever move out of Torrey, but 11 years later still haven't done it
6: <laughs> Sean, what about, uh, what about yourself, dude? Um, yeah, I think. I mean, how I got in is 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 essentially just is through Lani, I guess. Um, but I mean, I was before I joined, I was uh, quite a regular gym goer, if you like, inverted speech marks. Um, and you know, I think I always kind of knew I, I knew about CrossFit, um, and I think I always knew that. When I was at the gym, I always kind of needed a little bit more to kind of get me going. Whether that was like uh, someone to work out with, to have a little bit of competition, or probably just a little bit more um, structure and and communicated structure rather than just myself put it together. I think I I always knew that I needed that to kind of get more out of fitness. So um, that was always in the back of my mind. And then obviously... um, Obviously, met Alani and then I didn't necessarily jump straight into it, but obviously, got to know, came along a few times just to kind of see what went on and and met uh, like a few of you. Um, But it was a good, probably over a year, well, after we started dating, that um, I think before I got into it. But I think just more and more going along and getting an understanding of of what went on, the people that went and how the classes were just kind of was enough to make me really think, yeah, that's something that I'd enjoy and I'd want to get involved in. Um, So that's kind of, that way, um, and then obviously you always get people asking you when you are on nights out and stuff, if you're going to come along and stuff, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, which is good. Um, and then yeah, so I did fundamentals. It was January last year, January 2019, that I uh, that I did it. So still not really that long. Okay, um, kind of coming up 18 months, but obviously the last two two three months have been uh, slightly different to what we've all known before. But uh, I yeah, I haven't looked back really. Um, I was a member at David Lloyd's. At the time when I kind of did my fundamentals and had a three-month um, notice period to give, which I gave pretty much straight away as soon as I completed it, um, and I did think, you know, I I'd, maybe I I'd maxim- I'd try and maximise the usage of that notice period before I uh, before I gave it up. <laughs> but I think I went, I think I went to the normal gym twice after I ran in my notice because I just it just wasn't the same. Once you've kind of been in the in the CrossFit box and you try and go back to normal gym, if personally I just, it's just not the same. So uh, yeah, no, I did not the back. <laughs> Once you've joined the cult. Well, yeah, that's it. once you've joined the cult, it's, uh, you don't go back. But no, it, it's, it's everything that I kind of need I, well, work out of a workout, I think. It's everything that I've always been looking for. So, um, and, and and the people in the, and the community that it brings is, is good as well. It's, a, it's an added bonus, actually. So, it's uh, no, it's good. Oh, awesome. I, I pretty much probably speak for
4: everyone. Everyone probably feels the same, actually, don't they? Once you go back to a commercial gym, just to... Oh, yeah. fill, fill in some time. It's, it's absolutely horrible.
1: Everybody yeah. just looks
4: at at
0: looks You end up, really like up criticizing
6: everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit there yeah. and judge
5: everyone's technique. You're doing that everybody. wrong.
6: <laughs> it's funny. I took, I think, before I kind of joined, I took Lani, came with me a couple of times to the gym, like on a guest pass and stuff. And uh, she'd try and, and you'll all like understand this now as well. She kind of tried to recreate or replicate like a ward or a, a mini ward within the gym. And uh, she'd just be like, what's going on? And she'd be the one <laughs> in the corner making the noise. And like, she'd like, see other people like looking at her going like, why are they looking at me? And I'm like, yeah, you just don't do that in you? here. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're supposed to be here to look good, not actually work <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah.
6: And you've left your phone in the changing rooms as well. What's that about? <laughs> like, yeah.
3: how, how are you going to take your selfies?
4: <laughs> how have um, you guys... Coped with the lockdown, motivational-wise. Have you? is it stung you guys quite a bit, or have you taken this opportunity to knuckle down with more awards? Have you had the time, or has work taken it's over?
5: Probably the least amount of exercise in the last few months <laughs> I've done in the last like twenty-plus years, probably. And um, yeah, I just I struggle to find any drive to do anything because there's not a coach or a group of people standing around you getting sweaty with you. So, it's funny because i probably one of the lucky people that probably have the most kit or in, like already at home, but have probably done the least amount of work with it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> You're all <Just> well. polished it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept it oiled. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I've probably gone. I've actually probably gone the other way, uh, in complete contrast to you. I think, um, I, and probably part of that is probably because obviously I live with, live with Lani, so she's delivering coaching, or once at least, at least once, sometimes twice a day, doing the stretching. So I kind of live with it anyway. Um, so you've always got that that positivity and energy, kind of talking about the words and stuff. I think. But I mean, I found the first couple of weeks a hard. Like when they started doing the Zoom classes, I found it weird. And a bit hard to get into it but i think i just looked at it and thought well this is going to go on for a while so i'm either not going to do anything or i'm just going to get involved and just try and do as much as possible so i've actually probably upped the amount of times that i work out um not by much but I, I'm, I'm working out more than what i was when i was at work um but I'm trying to. I try and do. I usually do the 4:30 word, and I use that as a cut off for me, like ending my work day. So I start a little bit earlier than I usually would at work. But I've always got that idea of I'm going to do the 4:30 word, and that's a good kind of marker for me. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, it's good. I mean, it gets a bit. It gets a bit. Um, you know, you miss the, miss some of the heavier lifts, I think, and and all that stuff. But I think in general, I found that I've on the whole enjoyed it. Um, and it's just been a way to, um, as I say, break up the day a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm quite interested to see what
4: we're all going to be like when we we'll go back, <laughs> you know, to, yeah. bro, with a heavier, a heavier bar. Shite. I will be shite. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you yeah. picked up a box,
0: Scotty? Because
4: when was, when was the last time you were in the box? Was it last year?
0: The last time I was in the box would have been January. January? Uh, last January. year, J- December, January. Um, I sort of took a break to do a more i had to say it but more of a, a bodybuilding program um I mean to be fair i mean I, I lost weight doing it because I was like tracking my macros more and stuff like that and I saw a bit more of a shape to me but um yeah you, it was very weird go- like it was nice to have a change i think from the the, the typical crossfit um format um, but you realise that you know you're in there by yourself. You know you're going there with headphones, and it's very sol uh, solitary. Um, so it was quite hard to get motivated all the time. And um, like I was coming towards the end of my my 12 week block, and what the plan was to go back doing CrossFit, but obviously then coronavirus hit and that kind of put that to shit. So. <laughs> Um yeah, I've not actually not been I've not done any crossfit workouts since January. So I'm a little bit nervous because I've not lifted any weights in particular. Um I'd say the one way that's improved my cardio, because I'm doing a lot of running and cycling. But apart from that, yeah, I think I've got I've got like no strength whatsoever.
3: I think Did I just had a realisation moment doing mini morph at the weekend. Oh my god! Yeah, it's going to be horrific when we go back. <laughs> yeah. And like, you guys are all doing it like with weight vests and doing full murphs and I'm like, ah, oh, that's lovely. Oh my god! I, 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 I seriously cheated even at mini murph I, I, I was the fat Grant inside of me was rationalising. Ah, you don't need to do a full squat. It's okay. Just do a little half one. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> scale, scale is needed. Scale is needed. Was scale, <laughs> scale was done, my
6: friend. Scale was done. <laughs> uh, so I was chatting to um, I was I interesting, I was chatting to Lani about it the other day about how you know um everyone will end up going or how we would be going back to the gym and uh, obviously it all depends on uh, what everyone's done and how much exercise people have done but I think um I think on the whole you know people that have done. You know, fairly consistently on the online wards or, you know, done it themselves and done the wards and whatnot. I think ultimately that they'll probably end up going back as at least as fit or, or fitter in terms of maybe cardio um, ability, but certainly we'll all go back not as strong.
2: And that's uh, great for
5: them. But, yeah, but,
6: <laughs> but I think, but the other thing is, I was saying was like, like on the strong stuff that's all especially for it's all the stuff that we enjoy doing anyway so like mm. um it's all the heavy lifting and stuff so it's all going to be the fun stuff that you want to get back to to doing all the time so look at it that way i guess as well yeah, yeah. it's
4: given i think it's given a lot of people opportunity to work on you know double unders handstand push-ups things like that you know <laughs> just more technical <laughs> stuff
3: how are those double unders come in scotty <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I said to myself oh, yeah
0: perfect time let's work on my weakness not done it once well I'm you, actually, I've done it once and then I ended up leaving with whip marks up and down my arms and put, me, put me off and I've not done it since how are you feeling after
4: Murph anyway my shoulders are still
0: toasted. spaghetti arms honestly I struggled to open the fridge
7: for that but week but you still managed to get that twister oh, yeah. anything for a twister talking about is twister um
4: how's everybody been keeping up their nu- uh, nutrition
0: the same before lockdown has it changed dramatically during it i think i've yeah. ordered a few more takeaways than normal yeah because um, i think i just i get some days i i can't come home and i can't be bothered like cooking but i'm not eating as much because i'm not training as much so i have noticed that dramatically and i have lost weight but I reckon that's down to muscle mass rather than just, like, actually losing proper weight. Um, But I've not been drinking enough water. I don't think, personally. I used to drink, like, four litres. I've not been doing that at all, I don't think. Just because I'm not exercising as much.
4: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Absolutely.
4: What about the rest of you guys? Have you took in this opportunity to like dial down on nutrition at all or have you just went the complete opposite way and lost your shit
2: i've just been <laughs> trying to survive a pandemic and that's it
6: <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, i just find yeah. that, that every there's quite a, there's quite a, a big movement of people or just a general opinion that everyone now has the time to look after themselves and unfortunately i don't just because Job and the work nature that means, so I just I just don't let it bother me anymore, and um, just cooking my own food, getting a takeaway every other weekend, and I'm um, just trying to keep my head right rather than uh, worry about uh, what everyone else is eating, what everyone else is doing, what everyone else has uh, <laughs> got time for. Um, I think at the start of lockdown, very much I was uh, so keen to use it as a time of dialing into getting the workouts done and, and dialing in and doing a little bit extra and, and then the home workouts and a bit like what Sean said very quickly realize I hey, hang on this has got to go on for a while here so um I'm trying to just make sure that I'm not going insane by um feeling like I have to do it every day and feeling like because I'm at home I've got to cook a healthy meal every single time and uh, I'm just making sure that I'm making sensible decisions every day. I think, like, Scotty, uh, I'm not drinking enough water. Um, I think, I don't know how you guys are that are working from home, but I always feel like an accountability, that even when I leave my work's laptop, I still feel like someone's got to come in and be like, why are you skiving? Even though I've just <laughs> went through for a <laughs> cup of tea, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you're saying Yeah, just, I think... Uh, I said to myself, oh, lock lockdown, I'll be able to dial in my nutrition and I'll be able to start something and cook more meals. But I think, uh, unfortunately for me, just being so busy, it's not been ideal. Uh, I'm a creature of habit and routine, and because my routine's all an absolute mess right now, I would, uh, <laughs> I would just appreciate if we could just go back to normal, please. Thanks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important, though, Caesar. like, you know, you're talking about the mental health side of things, is you're right, like, it doesn't really, really matter what we're doing as long as we're trying to take care of what's going on inside the noggin, eh? Like, you can compare with everybody, but I think we're all missing the fact that we're not in the box and there's certain aspects of staying fit that we can do at home, but we're missing the real... External support that we get and the external drivers that really kind of help us commit to CrossFit and really push yourself uh, and get those really difficult, challenging workouts through. Um, and this, it, it kind of goes hand in hand for me. Um, if I feel demotivated and internally, then I stop doing as much physical exercise, then I struggle a bit with nutrition. And I always think about it as a bit of a spiral. And once I hit the bottom, I generally go, right, I need to put myself back up and start trying to make some better choices. But <laughs> I've got to kind of spiral to the bottom before I do that. Um, <laughs> I like, You know, sitting there with a massive pizza and a beer and, like, crying myself as I stuff my face. Um, it's got to be done. It's all about balance as well, though. Your yeah. Balance. Well, see, I've found a pretty good balance at the moment that I'm doing this kind of intermittent fasting type stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's oh, do, huh? yeah, so I don't eat until 12 o'clock in the day and then don't eat after 8 o'clock at night. Um, and, it, you know, I'm having three meals, well, uh, two main meals a day and a kind of relatively all size snack um, kind of towards the end of work. So, yeah. It keeps me going and i think actually that's been a benefit of doing a bit more routine type stuff here at home because the food is literally there i can have it i don't have to prepare it i literally go to the kitchen and it's there rather than having to prepare it and take it at work and make sure that there's somewhere to heat it up or whatever hmm. Hmm.
4: Is, is how long how long have you done that for is that just since the lockdown
3: no I've, i i kind of flirted with it for a wee while um Probably since the turn of the year, um, more so, more kind of committed to it, um, yeah, like I um, obviously I had a, a bit of a rough start to the to the beginning of the year, but once I kind of began to get back into some sort of n- normality, started making changes and started trying to get a routine, not just with eating, but with exercise and work and everything, and just made it all w- one big package, so yeah. Seems to be working for me, like it seems to work for my body type, and I think that's the other part is you got to do what's right for your body type as well. Like, definitely, there's so many different nutrition plans out there, and it's wild. Yeah,
2: Scott has got a good balanced diet at the moment, these days, he's got a in both hands. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment, however, <laughs> if
0: you want to sponsor me,
7: please do
3: is that today's sponsor is it today's,
0: today's podcast is sponsored by twister <laughs> <laughs>
6: i've
0: actually got ice cream in my phone. and look at it for a second hang on God.
2: oh i'm gonna to have to start recording the video for these as well no
0: i don't it's bad enough it's bad enough with the audio
2: <laughs> Remember last week when we had a Skype and you cycled that to uh, Asda? That was that was al- almost as bad as Cummins that was to be honest. Running <laughs> <laughs> down the roads to go and get twisters.
0: <laughs> I took you on a little tour, so I did. Yeah.
7: You spoke to your mates at the bike shed for a good ten minutes. That is true, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mark, you're you're pretty big on your um, nutrition and stuff like that. Have you been sticking to that during lockdown, or what have you been up to?
4: Um, I've I've still been sticking to it, dude. Um, so I I spoke to Rob a year ago, last January, about uh, zoning. Um, that's pretty much the main uh, meal plan for CrossFit, and I've i stuck I've stuck with that pretty much since last January, uh, religiously. But um, during the long day, I've been a bit... Like, I've still stuck to it. I have still I still weigh and measure everything. Mm-hmm. So I've just been a bit more relaxed about it. Um, I've just been eyeballing things a little bit more. Um, there's been a few more takeaways here and there. Rebecca, she absolutely loves a cake. So when I'm in the house and there's cake in my cupboard, you know, you know I'll be diving into that. So... I don't know, it's just given me an opportunity to just be a bit more relaxed about it because I was so always hung up about it, like weighing, measuring, everything perfect. Um, Like in a normal, typical week, I would plan on my meals for work on a Monday and then, you know, I wouldn't have a chance to go to the shop or anything. They would be there, ready, waiting for me. But now I'm in the house, you know, I've still been quite good, but I've been a lot more relaxed, which has been nice. Been a good experience
1: actually. You saw results though, right? From your zoning.
4: Sorry, dude.
1: You saw results,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely. Big change, yeah, massive change. Men's Health Magazine cover right there. <laughs> no, absolutely not. 12, 12 abs on display.
4: <laughs> no, I've, like, I've definitely, it's definitely really good. I think what the biggest thing for me was when we did that 800 grams challenge um that was like a, a month before I asked Rob about the zoning and it was a great introduction to me about weighing and measuring food I thought it was absolutely awesome um so yeah I, I love that just a trying to eat as much uh, whole foods as I possibly can with the odd bit of
6: ice cream on the side definitely so when you think When lockdown's over, do you think you'll go back to planning all your meals again or what do you think you'll you'll do?
4: Yeah, no, I will. (laughs) I think I miss that routine, definitely. Um because if I'm sitting around the house doing nothing, I'm you know, I'm in and out of the kitchen quite a lot, so Yeah. I need that regimen again. But you know, don't get me wrong, I do like a cheat meal now and again and you know, when if I go away for the weekend I'll pick reasonable uh, choices but I'll still lose my still lose my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to routine and uh, I'll just be a bit more relaxed I think.
7: Oh. I think it's that see that thing with routine is that thing we're all missing. Like I know for me like before mm. all this happened like I was doing I think I was I think I was a month into intermittent fasting. Really enjoying it. Like the first week was hard, but then got past it and really was liking it. it. Was doing the twelve to eight. It fit in with work. It fit in with the wads. And then COVID came and just shit all over everything, uh, and everything for me just went to shit. Really, like, like my day, my day is so routine. Like it's clockwork. You know, I run my life by a bell. Like <laughs> it ru- it rings at nine. It rings at half ten. It rings at them past well, but it it
1: <laughs> that,
7: that is my life. Five days Are these away. bells in your head? Are these bells in your head? <laughs> Virtual <laughs> bells. Get a, get a bell in, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, uh, I, I know exactly when, when I'm eating because of these fucking bells. Like, they just... It just—it's my day, and then with all that, everything's just gone. Basically, like so, intermittent fasting's gone. Work working from home, is it, is—it's the same as everyone else. It's—it's it's easy to go and go to the fridge an extra time. It's easy to go and do this, or with the likes of now, whilst I'm at hub, because my uh, shift pattern changes every two weeks. It just—it depends on the shift that I'm in. So like today. I was 11 till 5 today and uh, the first thing I ate today was two crackers and a bit of cheese at 12 whilst watching the kids have their lunch and that's me now who just had my first meal at 8 o'clock. So it's it's something that I need to get back in control of but I'm a bit like Kieran, like right now I just need to make sure that my head is screwed on and I know what's left and what's right. Are you, are you almost like forgetting to eat then Is it a case of, or? I, I don't know. I see. I don't know if it's forgetting to eat. I've always had this thing with food, and I've always tried to have that control over it. And I think it's something that mentally, like, through my life, looking back now, there's always been something there. I don't know mm. if you would call it an eating disorder, or if, because I I can't see myself in a category of putting a label on it but there's definitely been that control with it um and it can go from the likes of today where i'll have very little and just survive off of coffee and water to the next to the next day i could go and eat two domino's pizzas and everything else and then feel shit about it like so there's i'm i'm on one end of money each end of the spectrum really with it and it's, it's one thing that's always been there and I've never been able to crack it yet. Mm-hmm.
2: I find it, I find a couple of similarities there. And I wonder if any of these are like this as well, where like seeing the mornings, uh, especially working from home, I feel like I get up, switch on the computer and then three hours later, I've not moved, I've not been to the toilet, I've not had my breakfast. And then I'm like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, do I really want to have porridge now? And then before I know it, I'm having like a snack lunch and then just my first big meal of the day is my tea at night. And I kind of get to the point where I'm like, oh, well, that's another day of crap nutrition. Um, and, and then other days and like other weeks, I'll be fine. And, it, and a lot of it is down to the fact that at work, we have a, like a fully catered canteen. Um, so I know at work, when I get there, part of the routine is switch a computer on, go down to the canteen, get porridge, speak to the canteen lasses, see how they're doing, and then the work starts at half past seven or something. You know, I'm always in early before so I can get my breakfast. Whereas now working at home, like I'm not getting up, having my breakfast, then switching on my computer. It seems to be the other way around and I don't know why I think that way. I don't know why I think there's that like priority. Um, I think it just maybe come from the start of lockdown being manic, and then it's just the way I I've been. But I've been getting better at making sure I am having my breakfast. Like now, I'm getting up, switching on the TV, and, and deliberately watching it for half an hour whilst having something to eat. Otherwise, I'll go massive stints without even moving. And you'll be the same, right? With all the kids running about, just you you don't think about yourself. And no, and I it sounds stupid, but. Like going to the toilet, like um, I, find, I find that like obviously I don't piss myself, but I, I do forget to go to the toilet sometimes. An accident. And, I, <laughs> and that's what the nappies are here from they're not
6: those adult nappies you've got in there.
2: Yeah, I just get it.
7: To... Where you go, mate? I was going to say, in my job, my bladder is trained. My bladder knows at half past ten it can pee. And it knows that ten past twelve, it can go. <laughs> it does by those
3: by those damn virtual bells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start, and the and the next time we're in the box, Ryan, I'm going to bring a little bell in, see if I can make <laughs> you wet yourself right before the ward. <laughs> <laughs> like, see those? I don't know what, you
0: know what? I've always got problem though. When we start a war like. No, like, before you start a wad in the box, like, for some reason, it always, especially in the morning at 6 a.m., we've always got to do, like, a, a pre-wad poo. Like, yeah. just before you start. <laughs> it's really odd.
3: I got it.
4: Like, I'll get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, have a coffee, take a shit, get to the box, right before the wad.
0: Yeah. It's really and weird.
4: And you go again. I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Oh, he just nerves.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you don't want to be that guy who well well, box to do
0: you like, have a shit, be alright <laughs> <And there laughs> be it's, better, it's, better, it's better doing it before the ward than actually feeling you're going to shit yourself during
5: the ward
3: mid squat <laughs> yeah. the worst one is if you're
5: doing heavy clean or something and you catch at the bottom and you're like oh shit oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened to me so many times at the, at the, at the at <laughs> I'm seeing you're doing like
0: you're sitting on the leg press machine and you're like trying to like, shove the, the leg press back up to the top like for the extension. And you're pushing so hard that a little fart comes out like, oh, and you're like... And you're like, you're like looking around to see if anyone's hearing. Yeah. Squeaky chair, this, is it? Yeah. It's a bit... Rusty. And, you,
6: and you've got your headphones in, so you don't actually know how loud it is. Yeah, you don't know how loud it is,
0: <laughs> you don't know how loud it is but, you know, you felt it rumble.
6: <laughs>
7: You were you were that you were that kid in school that farted when sitting on the carpet and then looked at everyone else, did you?
0: I mean I think we I think let's be honest. I'm gonna be honest with ourselves. I think uh, we all have let we've all blamed someone else. You know, you look around like was that you? And it's like no. That's, that's why I've
4: got
0: a dog. Blame the dog. Yeah. Just blaming the dog. Do <laughs> be honest I found that like even dogs fart in general if if their farts smell it's because they've got a bad diet. Me like when we were feeding uh, Walter when he was younger, like, we'd give him like I think it was it wasn't baker's it was something else we gave him and like his fart smelled and then we moved him over to this a bit more nutritious stuff and honestly, see picking up his poops didn't smell at all. It was like picking up granola bars. It was honestly the most healthiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> honestly, because it was like full,
6: it was full of like seeds. So like his poo, his poo's never smelled. Full of seeds and and. Perfect rectangular form. I'm not quite a rectangular <laughs> <runner. laughs> nah, with, with a nice glaze over the top. <laughs> 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 uh, wow.
2: That's yeah. gran- granola, aren't I going to sponsor this now, Scott? Cheers for that. <laughs> 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 Maybe
5: not. Uh, I can print it to dog shit. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How
4: have you been coping, Kev? Obviously being a new parent and all that with uh,
1: that. Um, okay, yeah. I don't know how many people know, but I'm like 90% vegetarian. Cool. I like
0: Ninety uh, percent vegetarian? Uh,
1: yeah, I rarely eat meat. I never buy meat for the house. I never cook meat at home. I only have meat I think the last time well, I have fish maybe once, maybe once a month, maybe, something like that. Maybe once every two months, maybe maybe have a fish dish. And then I think the last time I had, like, chicken or meat it was, like, Christmas.
0: Is that, by, uh, is that something recently you've decided to do, or is that something you've done for a while? I've
1: been like this for about three, four years now. Yeah. So, like, I think it's... Like, Laura's a vegetarian, so... Uh, okay. And my girlfriend before was in Ireland was a vegetarian, so I have a thing for vegetarian women, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> and they've turned you, essentially. Uh, well, like, I was a meat eater, like, always have been, and um, when I moved in with Laura, initially we'd be cooking meals, and I would, like, sometimes do some meat on the side. Like, just forget it. Like, annoying, really, to be honest, and I just ended up, like not bothering so then all my main meals I would always just see what she was eating as well and then but lunch times I would often like you know grab a chicken sandwich or grab some sort of sandwich like that and then recent well like since about 2017 I just started like slowly cutting that out as well and then uh yeah so like I still like like I say I'm not 100% so I will I kind of see it as a treat now more than anything. Like if I go to like a nice restaurant or something like that, I might get like chicken or something like that. Um, but like I say, it's rare. So I'm primarily, it's like I say, 90% probably vegetarian, really. And like, I don't miss it.
0: Does your messy's mind if you eat meat?
1: No, not at all. No, no, no. Nice. Like, Is, yeah. So, have you noticed that? Was, was
4: there any difference in your performance at all at the box because of that? Uh, I
1: think? so like i can't say there was like a huge difference i know it was like this incredible change not like no i don't think so yeah. uh like i definitely feel like i've got plenty of energy in that but i kind of always have like no like i can't say i know was a massive difference to be honest uh but like i said i don't miss it and uh but like I like, uh, like if someone offers me some like I like our politeness I'll eat it and stuff like that. Like Laura's granddad, we often, sometimes well I haven't seen him in ages now, but uh if we go around there, he'll often them just like uh, have made me a bacon sandwich. And uh I'll have it. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the, like c- oh, the no, sorry. The I'm not of eating all meat that. lovers,
7: a bacon sandwich.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um so like I say I see it as a treat now more than anything and uh yeah like I won't be going back it's it's, I like it it's it's good yeah I've like like I used to think that it was like what do they eat you know but like I've had a more varied diet now as a veggie than I do as a meat eater and I did has had as a meat eater yeah and uh I've become a better better cook I guess do different stuff uh, a bit more inventive uh yeah I like it like like I said I wouldn't go back now
3: have you guys seen that um the game changers
1: documentary yeah yeah it's a lot of people I, are changing like that changing like definitely like the last couple of years like it's been so much you hear
3: so much more about it but there's like a big a much bigger presence in the supermarkets and stuff for like meat free products and stuff isn't it yeah
1: yeah yeah
3: but, like, I, I watched that documentary not long ago, um, like, literally a couple of weeks. Um, and it does make you think, like, it does make you think about it all. And um, to be fair, when I when I started seeing Isla, she was vegetarian and gluten-free, and I was meat and wheat, so it was really difficult for us to, like,
0: actually offer. Have a meal Two together. Two separate meals every
3: night. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. Pretty much. And uh, do you know the best thing for it was uh Mexican food? You know, like because it's mostly kind of like build your own type stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, I think I'm. I've started opening my eyes a little bit to, as you say, Kev just the amount of variety you can actually have with vegetarian type stuff. So it's pretty uh pretty tasty actually
0: i'm just fear I, I i don't think i could ever give up a juicy a juicy steak you know or like uh, a bacon sandwich
3: but you don't have to that's the, that's the point though right that's if you actually look at it see if you reduce the amount of meat you you eat you can have similar similar like benefits to it
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I know for a fact, right, that, I mean, we spend about maybe £400 a month for two people, right, for food for the month, which might seem an okay amount, but I know deep down that the majority of that money...
3: Goes to is, Twizzlers. No,
0: it doesn't go, doesn't go to Twizzlers, no. It goes to... <laughs> a separate um, account. Yeah, <laughs> a sneaky account. It goes to... Um, like, pre- predominantly meat and predominantly chicken because it's, low it's fat, expensive high protein yeah. Yeah, it's expensive and like i say
1: it's a lot changing veggie as well i noticed that. that was one of the big things i noticed saving. yeah i
0: mean i, I reckon there, there would be definitely a financial benefit to reducing the amount of meat you eat but i mean there's people i know people within our box that are vegetarians um and you know when i've asked them um about it you know they've came back to me and said they're feeling the best they've ever felt um you know they've got loads of energy and these people are like training like you know two three times a day and here's me just doing one workout a day and that's enough for me but these people got enough energy you know to do multiple workouts so i think there are there are obviously benefits um to some degree i believe to going completely vegan but i can't i couldn't see myself you know as i say giving up like a steak or a burger or something you know that it's it's so tasty
6: yeah Sarah was quite um, when Sarah gave that talk a couple weeks ago she was quite open about her um, eh, plant based diet she didn't quite call herself vegan because she takes omega 3 but um, yeah she was quite open about that and the the difference that's made to her performance in training and in in the gym uh, and particularly around I think Within her joints, I think it one thing she mentioned in the chat, and and, and um, feeling a lot more, uh, probably fluid. I think is probably the, I think the word she used, and not as sore after workouts It's enabling her to train probably more than she was before, and multiple times in the day. So, um, yeah, there's evidence there, so there. Mm. I would, I would be,
0: I'd be keen to like try it for a week. But the problem is, I don't like certain vegetables. Like it's weird. Like I couldn't eat. I can't eat. I like mushrooms and a stroganoff, but I couldn't eat, like, a fried mushroom. Or I like tomato ketchup, but I don't like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm like kind of the, the awkward, same as you, like Scotty. I'm the same as you. But see, the way I'm yeah. looking at it is I'm trying a day, a day a week, see what it's like to go meat-free a day a week. I think, I think it's that's a, a good it's start.
6: Some, yeah, it's a mindset thing as well, and I think... If you focus on individual items and, and how you're not going to be able to eat them or not going to be able to cook them, like I can't eat a fried mushroom or I can't eat a tomato, then it, that might be a challenge. But if you actually look at foods that you enjoy, like you enjoy eating a curry or you enjoy eating, um, I don't know, if something else, but you focus on your curry and you look at ways yeah. to make a really enjoyable vegetarian or vegan curry there's loads of them out there you know um, yeah there's loads of them out there like you know sweet potatoes all the flavors and stuff like that you get I mean I'm the same I, I wouldn't want to kind of not I feel move away from predominantly meat because I enjoy it but um, yeah and uh, but there's lots of stuff out there if you if you think what can I recreate out of my diet that I like but just um, make it with um, you know plant-based or, or vegetarian based if any of our uh, vegan listeners want to send me a
0: recipe, please feel free.
6: Oh, I'm sure Michelle <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steffi went um, sugar-free and did a big, um, I guess, a diet of some sort. Like, I just went through a phase of quitting sugar. And, um, like, yeah, like, her results were amazing. Like, she very quickly didn't depend on it she doesn't drink coffee um she doesn't have sugar and tea or anything like that so it was relatively easy to give up this so, uh i guess the the daily addictions if that makes sense like the odd biscuit here and there and like the mm-hmm. odd cravings for like chocolate and that but in terms of like your food and that and that cooking everything afresh and you know not using sauces, not like just all that side of the sugar. Um, It became very easy for her to do that. And she didn't have to give up meat. It just meant that everything that she cooked was um, freshly made. And a bit like you're saying there, Sean, just focusing on how to supplement flavors of things that she liked. And it just, it took a bit of a getting used to, but it was like, like, I want to say one of these like 28-day things like to come off the sugar and then she just stuck with it for a while and like at that point when she was training and that she felt like she had more energy and I remember like she she was over it, she'd done it for a while and like wasn't being strict anymore so it was in time for her birthday so I think she had like a couple of cocktails one time and she was like up all night with a sore head because she had like two cocktails. And um, and then one time she went to train, and had a knocko and was like, just <laughs> suffering as if she had a hangover because she was so used to not having it. wire that, to the moon. Uh, <laughs> she, she I unfortunately didn't have the willpower to stick with her and give up sugar. Um, I, I I never really stick to these sort of things. Uh, what what I'm a type of person that when I set when my mind's set, my mind's set and I'll stick to something, but with diets and things like that, I'm, it's not I don't have willpower, it's just I, I'm content, I'm just happy like, uh, I guess I'm fortunate in the way that like, I don't put on mass of weight, I'm the someone that gains a lot of weight from whatever I eat I eat small portions, I have my meals and, and I think because of that I don't have the willpower to like, go on a focus, or go on a a mental not a fad diet but you know what i'm saying just like don't don't have the drive to just like do something and stick to it in terms of my food i quite happy to just if i if i fancy a burger mm. i'll i'll go and buy some for the butchers i'll buy fish from the fishmonger one weekend i don't go out my way and have heaps of takeaways but equally i don't go out my way to have excess meat or i just take it as it comes but like i genuinely would be interested mark and the stuff that you're doing um i just know that the commitment for me would be um like the measuring out and stuff like that and um I i heard this talk once and it was like talking about when you're committing to something or when you want to start a new routine you've got to um analyze how doable it is so like there's this phrase practical and practicable and one means like how sensible is it? And one means, how doable is it? So you might say to someone, like, right, can you go at the gym once a week? On a scale of one to 10, how, how doable is that for you? And you say, well, obviously I'll manage to go to the gym once a week. Yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 certainty that I can commit to doing that. So you say, right, go for it. And then you, you get going with your one day a week and, and that's fine. And then someone says, all right, I'm I'm going to commit to go to the gym uh, four times a week. And then you say, well, how doable is that considering your work, considering you've got kids to look after, considering all the things, and they say, oh, maybe it's a a seven out of ten. And if it's anything below an eight out of ten, it's not achievable, and it's not an achievable goal. And when I look at the, like, time I have in my day for measuring food, I don't have it. But I think that's like quite the wrong attitude to have because if it's gonna make me a better I physically better, if it's gonna be good for me, then I really, really should prioritise it. And I've I've said this before about what Dave Grischka said to me one day about the stretch class at seven AM. There was one time I was like, oh, I can't do it by the time I get up the road to my work and he says, No, you can do it, you're just not prioritising it. And I think that's one thing that I really need to just get better at is realizing the importance of all these factors of nutrition and start prioritizing it because if I spend the next 10 years of my life with the way I'm going now with just eating what I'm happy eating then I might be missing out on so much better performance in the gym I might be better you know internally as well as externally Um, so I, I would appreciate Some support and compassion from you guys to convince me (laughs) not only to sign up to um, something, but to stick to something. And I don't mean signing up to Twister's subscription (laughs) box. Well,
4: you know, like I found the biggest step and smallest one was just weighing stuff. Like I have scales right beside my toaster like on my prep unit when everything's cooked take over put my plate on the scales and weigh everything out but I break everything up into carbs proteins and fats um but before I did all that it was all that 800 grams challenge that was like the thing that clicked in my head
7: after doing that for a month so
4: how do you guys feel about a challenge
7: for a week well, that's, that's that's what I'm just thinking just now, because hearing Kieran speak, I feel like we're probably in the same boat at the moment. Like, we're snowed under with work, even though we're in a lockdown, where our priorities are not always where they probably should be. And I, I, when you were speaking, Kieran, I was just thinking, like, I don't know if that's due to how, how you're brought up, because I still remember being young and seeing my mum and dad working their arse off and just coming home and having a quick tea and that was it it was a
0: well it's all about whole, convenience isn't it you yeah know, like, it's, 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 it's like doing what like, okay weighing out your food might seem like a, a laborious and kind of like big challenge but once you get into the swing of just doing it as you go or doing it the night before it then becomes like second nature and then some when you get really good at it you can almost just like look at a bit of chicken and go yeah, yeah. It's roughly like 200 grams you almost get like an eye for it I think you're right Ryan in terms
2: of that upbringing because there's that colonial British, you must have meat with every meal, kind of mm. upbringing that I. Meat and two been. veg. Aye, yeah, definitely. Like just like <laughs> the general. I can't remember ever saying, "Oh my goodness, where's the meat?" But there, there is. Like sometimes, in like if if I was given something to eat and there was no meat in it, I would. Subliminally question it, but I think that's to do with my upbringing of mince and that is like just like general meat and veg, meat and veg meals that you're brought up to have. And
1: um, I was brought up on the west coast of Ireland with very much with that attitude.
3: Hmm. You can change. Where's, where's the potatoes? Where's the or, potato? <laughs> or Where's the
1: uh,
4: Where's the bread and butter? That's what my youth was. If there was oh, no yeah, bread yeah. and butter
2: with my just, uh, fish fingers and chips and beans, I'm I'd be raging. I'd have that as well if you night mark. I'd have that as well. You'd have um, a side plate, a saucer, so you'd have your main meal, bread, butter, <laughs> and a cup of... Well, my dad, being diabetic, would often have crackers and cheese after his meal just to top up his uh, his levels and grapes and that, so like, always after my main meal... I'm in the cupboard looking for crackers and cheese and like fruit. Like it's not. It's just my upbringing. I I genuinely probably don't need it. And uh I think you're right as well, Ryan. With the upbringing of just being busy, like just seeing family
0: and other people being busy, and it's a it's a quick tea, quick tea, and the weekend meals would be the big meals. See if you look at like conventional like gyms and stuff. I I mean I don't know you, but I was always brought up about having like. You know, sp- like like Mark was touching on about, you know, proteins, fats and carbohydrates. And like within the sort of um, gym culture, I feel like, they've always got a very set, um, I suppose, percentage split of your calorie intake about what you should be um, having. But it almost kind of goes um, against, I suppose, what the block diet might go for because I found myself overeating protein just to make sure I had enough. So when I went and got like my blood work done, just because I was curious, um, they had specifically said, you know, that there was some things that were too high and some things that were too low. And then whatever it was that they were commenting on, they said could be relating to a high protein diet. So I was then like overcompensating just to get enough protein in my body.
7: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I don't think I've ever had a meal without, without some protein, like physical meat in it. Mm-hmm every meal i've had it like breakfast lunch and dinner uh, physical meat <laughs> well, well you can get like, just touch you can, on that you can, you can get it's you le- can get you can get protein from like your, obviously like, nuts that, nuts and other things you know so like instead poultry, of a virtual
7: meat poultry. the is virtual that,
3: bells and the virtual meat
7: <laughs> Sorry. i think i think there's 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 better education around eating as well like comparison to what there was previously And just by knowing from what's being taught in schools now, in comparison to what we ever had at school, like our home economics was let's make a pineapple upside down cake, whereas now it is planning a healthy meal. It's it's looking at the carbs, it's looking at the protein, it's looking at the fats. I think children now in society are being taught more and there's...
0: Forward. Are they teaching that in schools, or are they teaching? Yeah. Because let's be honest, right? The things that you're in school, they don't. I don't feel that school subjects are really relevant these days. They don't teach you about taxes, nutrition, and all this other stuff. You know? <laughs> well, they don't teach you how to count, Scotty. No. I know. <laughs> it, <the>
7: systems failed. <laughs> like, nutrition, nutrition's a big factor now, like that's being taught, um, especially within secondary. There's a huge focus on it, and like even within physical education, like when I was at school. It was, let's run around and play football for an hour. Whereas now it is looking at circuits, it's looking at body parts, it's looking at movement. And there's it's more- probably
0: because there's so much, like, let's, let's be honest, it's probably because there's so many
7: fat kids out there that are yeah. clinically obese.
0: Like you, can, yeah. you can't help but walk down the street and see kids that are overweight and, you know, okay, the pains, uh, well, I think when you get to secondary school, there's a bit more responsibility, you know, you go and get your own lunch, et cetera but you know the parents are the one that are providing the food for the kids it's almost like you know it's, it's almost encroaching on child abuse i think personally i think
2: you i think we're you're close to verging on a very different topic that that ryan and probably grant could could go really really in depth on <laughs> but but when i went to school scotty at the chipper you were 1 pound 60 for a chicken burger and chips and the cheapest meal from the school canteen was two pounds ten, and it was pasta, yeah. beans, and cheese. Right. Now I don't know I what usually, it's like in schools these days, I but get
0: two pound for lunch. I, mean, so I don't, I don't think I could get you anything nowadays. I got ten pounds um, for the week, and
2: I was as well,
4: I could get that two pound to go very, very far. Yeah,
2: you go to Blockbuster <laughs> and get sweeties and yeah. chocolate, and that would do you more than the two pounds ten pasta, beans, and chips that you could get from the school canteen. So I don't know what like it is now. And that's what I mean about it. It's a very different, different topic. And maybe Jamie Oliver saved all the kids. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we,
6: we had a kind corner shop near our school where the guy had... Uh, uh, actually in the shop he had a microwave and a kettle for the uh pot school kids to come in and buy
3: the, for pot, the pot noodles, noodles. Okay.
6: and buy the microchips and the micro pizzas
1: oh. do you know uh
3: do you know the best the, one of the, the most impressive things i ever saw right my little brother came up with this he um he went to tesco at the weekends right and he bought the multi-pack of forks the plastic forks and he uh he would stand outside a shop like that in Falkirk, right? And uh, he would sell folk a fork for 20p because they would come out with their pot noodle, but they wouldn't have anything to eat it with. Nice. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> what an on like, what Seriously? Aye. On- <laughs> oh, what
0: a hero. That's that pretty, that pretty
3: smart. Like. How do you think Absolutely the Falkirk ingenious. wheel was
2: built,
0: Scotty? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: hey, my brother named one of the boats on that, I tell you.
0: That's a piece um, of engineering, isn't that project. I you never had one is that what you're saying
5: never had
3: a pot noodle no oh mate oh my I've God. never
0: had a pot noodle but I have like the cheap knockoff called a coconut noodle <laughs> much much better a coconut noodle is that what you just said <laughs> no, no no a coconut noodle they're like a Chinese knockoff, but they're honestly just as good if not better I'd say Power that on. must be a
4: hot topic what is everyone's favourite flavour coffee
0: curry yeah curry
4: Bombay bad boy
0: um,
2: I, used keep, the, I used to keep Bombay Bad Boys one. in Malacca for night shifts, just in case I was flagging. And I tell you, I see it two in the <laughs> morning on a night shift, you had one of those, you'd be you'd be alert for the rest of the shift. <laughs> That's
0: Emergency. The thing. My Chinese knockoff one only has, like, three flavours, whereas a proper pot in the dough, you've got, like, a a multi... You know, you could pick, like, 12 different flavours. <laughs> All we had was beef, curry or chicken, that was it. There was no... No, no, Bombay bad boys and like that. (laughs)